We're back. We're back. We're doing it. We're doing something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what it is we're doing. It's been a while since we uh, we haven't had a guest on and did one of our our Bible chats. So yeah. Three months. Yeah. It's been since our last chat about Acts. I had to go back and listen to the like some of the episode to see what we were even. talking about i didn't even do that i should have done that that would have been smart i just picked it up and was like uh i don't mean i don't really know what's going on but i do remember you know i remember this story from my from my bible thumping days um Um, because saul's conversion which is what where we're starting off chapter nine was a pretty uh it's a pretty famous moment in the bible but yeah i'll tell you that even listening back though like i it didn't really inform, I feel like, anything that's going to happen here. Sure. It was a lot of us just going on our tangents, talking about our, like our, <laughs> yeah. our main things of like, no one's talking about heaven on earth, man. <laughs> yeah. We've had a lot of that talk. A lot of on. that talk. Speaking of heaven on earth, how was your, how was your time at the beach, Daniel? Did you have any, uh, any encounters with, with the light? Oh, with the divine? Sure. Um, you know, I think I had a really, it, it was a really nice week to, to unplug out there at the beach, uh, and, uh, you know, do some kayaking. That was a great day. Yep. You're love doing some kayaking. You're in the market for a kayak now. I'm in the market to, to rent kayaks more often. I don't know if I'm in the market to, <laughs> to get one. No, you're myself. about, you're buying one. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it was nice. And with with all the madness of the world right now, especially being in Portland, Oregon during all of uh, all of the current events going on downtown at the the Justice Building, it was just uh, it was kind of nice to just escape everything for a bit and uh, yeah, try to not worry about solving the problems of the world for a few days. Sure. What problems might those be? <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's pretty overwhelming, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, as you know, I, I have joined the Legion of uh, Unemployed folks as of this last week. Um, so I get to, uh, yeah, I got the late, the late COVID-1-2 from, from the old employer. Yeah, My dude. job of almost five years. Just like, it was funny, like... So I get this email from my manager at like 4 p.m. my time, which is 7 p.m. their time on Monday of last week, just being like for an 8 a.m. meeting the next day, which is like I don't usually don't start till 830 or 9. And she knows that. And it just says catch up. And I was like, oh, my ass is getting fired. They figured it out. They figured it out. And my ass is getting fired. I don't know what I did wrong, but probably something. Uh, and it turns off. I turns out I was just getting laid off with a, with eighteen other people, which is a quarter of the company. Yeah, and it was mostly the veteran employees that were getting laid off. So uh, that took the the ego sting out of it a little bit. Where I was like, oh, okay, it's not like it's not like they were just like, let's pick the seventeen most or eighteen most like worthless, shitty employees. That's not how they broke it down because they, yeah, I mean, like the entire marketing department got the axe um, and there were some really great people there and whatever. So 
uh, that took the sting out and, and they're, you know, I'm getting taken care of a little bit on the back end, which is nice, but, uh, it is late in the game to be, I was sort of not expecting like a late, especially cause right now is like back to school and like, I was maybe going to be like helping a lot of districts figure out how they're going to implement our curriculum in a remote setting. Cause almost everybody that I was working with is doing distance learning to start. So yeah, I wasn't really seeing that coming. Cause I was just like, Oh, you guys are really like kind of, sh- wow. Like if you're doing this right now and you're letting me go and another person on my team go and just saying like, hopefully those accounts would still renew and figure it out. Then this is like an ultimate Hail Mary. I do think that like, I mean, I think that the company was, was pulling a Hail Mary a while back with some big personnel shifts. And then when they threw that, it got, it got picked off by COVID. And then COVID has just been like running it back for a touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) And it's currently doing so. So yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, it's, it could potentially be a blessing in disguise, but, um, I certainly have my moments of existential dread of just like, what if I just never have a job again? Yeah. I think everybody experiences that after when, especially when you've, you've had a job at the same place for a while. Yeah. Um, and then I would also imagine that before this, uh, most recent job, you kind of went straight to that job. Oh yeah. There was no, it wasn't like, there was no, I didn't have a job for a month. No, nope, you know, there was, was like, no break. It was just straight, straight to you it. Accepted this new job and moved into it. So yeah, um, which interestingly enough, I uh, yeah, I'm back on the market and I've already been interviewing, so I could have another job real quick here. But um, part of me is sort of like, maybe I would be good. It would be good to take some time off. But then also part of me is like, I don't think it's that healthy for me to take too much time off because the reality is, is that the job that I got laid off from has been sort of a vacation <laughs> for the last year. Yeah. Uh, it's been fairly chill. So like, I'm actually really sort of looking forward to like having something that will engage me mentally a little bit. Like we were just talking about how, like I haven't played music like at all for like six weeks. And I think part of that is just sort of being in like a slump just in all aspects of my like life you know just because like the job is sort of like not really mentally engaging that's just on autopilot and yeah so i'm just sort of like and every week it's just like the same shit and i'm just like reading and like watching tv and fucking yeah chilling on the weekends weekends are great yeah. I've, uh, like the weekends are always awesome and then sunday night rolls around and i'm just like oh bummer um but now you know I'm I'm doing the long weekend, the long weekend, the long extended weekend. I think that's got to be how a lot of people are feeling at this point, as far as having motivation to do things outside of your day job. For sure. Yeah, you because know, it's like, oh, what? But why? Like, what if we're just in lockdown forever? There's just not really a whole lot of light yeah right now in in that sense and it just no it's true and it does seem like we're gonna the lockdown's gonna go on for quite some time well into 2020 well not like full-on lockdown but you know there's no uh this thing is not just gonna gonna just go away it doesn't does not appear feels like feels like we're stuck with it maybe forever uh so that's a fun thing to chew on late at night when you're 
trying to go to bed and have <laughs> bouncing around your old noggin just like yeah um we we haven't been doing our since having guests on we kind of haven't really been doing our weekly check-ins like throughout the episodes no. it just kind of diverts too much time i think from I, from what we're trying to achieve with I, the, the guests. i agree um, but I do want to let everybody know out there, all you people that were praying that I would get to play some hockey during this, uh, this quarantine lockdown, I have successfully gotten to have two skates out on the ice uh, in the last month or so. Prayers answered. Boom. Prayer, prayers answered. And I played some street hockey the other day in the park and that was a lot of fun. That, that was like, made me feel like a little kid again, just playing some hockey on foot. Yeah. You guys, I saw an Instagram story. You guys are just running around on, you know, with hockey sticks like there's just, just doing that thing there's like, just all dinguses. these uh middle-aged men i don't know what that age is anymore from someone that's 35 now but these guys are all in their 40 mid 40s to early 60s and they have this like this deadhead street hockey league that they do every saturday and uh yeah they just invited some of us out and yeah, it was super fun. Were you guys so, listening to the Grateful Dead the whole no, time? No, we weren't. We weren't listening to any Grateful Dead, but you know, <laughs> okay. There was a there was a few people out there that were definitely some festival goers, you know, some pickathoners, <laughs> some sure. of, some of those folks out there. But so got to play some hockey. That was really dope, and uh, well, that's great. Trying to, uh, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to dial some things in, you know, now that this has become. I think for a while it was like pretty easy to justify some of my habits during the quarantine situation of just like how I was eating or not exercising because sure. the gym is closed or yeah, my you're just apartment sort of like, gym oh, is closed. That's what everyone's doing right now. And then now that we're like six months yeah, into it, man, it's I, like, well, you got it. <laughs> yeah. This can't, can't be this like forever. the whole, yeah, this can't be the thing. And so I'm just trying to, uh, I'm trying to take August to kind of reel some things in and like get back on some better eating patterns and not be so easy on myself about, you know, yeah. getting the fast food and, and fucking eating cookies all day and, and things of that nature, which yeah, has been August, nice. Dude. August was, was my month to sort of reel some things in as well. Uh, I've been very good about going to the gym, but I got to say, uh, yeah, sort of shitty timing to get laid off and then be like, "Oh, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna change m my habits." Like, <laughs> I don't fucking want to do that now. Yeah, it's kind of shitty. Now you have even more time to not to to like that you could be sitting at home drinking right. during August. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Just yeah. So I'm trying to keep myself busy with. With something, I got a. I have a long list of fun to dos and little house projects, and so we'll we'll try to get some things done. Um, I almost bought a lawnmower. That's where I'm at. I'm already at that point in fun employment where I was like, I'm gonna buy a lawnmower today. <laughs> Start doing some yard work. Also, Savannah pointed out she was like, I mean, you are a homeowner. Like, it's kind of silly that you don't have a lawnmower at all. And I was like, yeah. But Agreed. I don't mow the lawn, so I th I I just don't do it. I've never mowed my own lawn in yeah. over three years of living there. I have not once mowed the lawn myself. Hmm. I've always hired someone to do it. So well, now you've got plenty of time. Exactly, and I'm it's just not like going to lean into full like dad mode and just wake up at seven a.m. and mow my lawn. It's not that surprising to me though that you got a uh, like 
you built a recording studio in your house before you got a lawnmower. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Priorities. That is correct. But yeah, I was like an inch away from buying one at Lowe's the other day. I was asking the dude all kinds of questions. Uh, I had the big cart there ready to haul it off. And then at the last minute I said, you know what? I'm going to... I'm going to not impulse buy this. I'm going to, uh, which is another unhealthy habit of mine. Sometimes I'm just like, get on. I like, it's like another way to get a dopamine hit where I'm just like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go buy something. Some big ticket item. That's the fucking worst. Yeah. And then I get a little high from it for the day. And then I wake up the next day and I'm like, why did I buy this fucking lawnmower? So I didn't want that to happen. So I didn't buy it, but I might this weekend. I don't know. And it's not like an entry level lawnmower. You get like the best lawnmower. It was a riding lawnmower. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, <laughs> just I riding do, it around your front yard. I do almost have a big enough front yard to justify a riding lawnmower. Almost. But oh, you're giving me this face like, fuck, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I think if anybody saw your lawn, I want to post a <laughs> picture of your lawn with this clip playing in the background. I mean, it's pretty big. I'm not saying Listen, it's, I'm not I, saying it's not a good know, size. All I know is that, uh, look, I wish it wasn't so big. I wish, at this point, I wish I didn't have a fucking corner lot. It's too much goddamn lawn for a 29-year-old who doesn't want to mow his lawn. It's, it's fair. And when I watch these dudes mow my lawn, like, it takes them a good amount of time, which is sort of my hesitance to, like, yeah. put that responsibility on myself, because I'm just, like... You know, I have to have that that little sit down chat with myself and be like, Andrew, realistically, how often do you see yourself mowing your own lawn? And I'm like, know. right now, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, maybe I could get into it. Maybe I'll. And, and then the other part of me is just like, you're going to do it once and then you won't do it again for seven months and then you won't do it again for a year and then you will have owned a lawnmower for two years and mowed your lawn three times. That's what's going to happen. Still calling people to do it. Yeah. I'm like, you can use my lawnmower, though. It's all charged up. Yeah. Got a nice brand new electric one. Only used it twice. Yeah, when you get bored of it, I'll do it for half of whatever you're paying these other people. <laughs> Just for the experience? No, for the money. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then also so you can just like be sitting in your living room and people are just like, who's that? And you're just like, that's Dan. That's plain water, Daryl. <laughs> that's plain water. <laughs> so my, he's my new lawn guy. I'm just sitting out on my front steps with some tea asking you to take your shirt off. Plain water, Daryl, needs to go in the Bible Buds glossary. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. I believe that was from the, the, last, the last episode. Yeah, to Chris. get people... Some context for that. About a week ago, Dan was at my place. We were about to record an episode. I was offering, "Do you would you like a sparkling water? Do you want soda water with bitters? Uh, you know, I, th- I got this, I got that. And Daryl just goes, I think I'll take a plain water. <laughs> I think I'll just take plain water. Plain water. Right. I think I offered you ice water as well. And you were just <laughs> yeah, like, just plain, nope, just, just the water. plain water. I'll just take the water. And something about that term, plain water, just really stuck with me and now you're playing water daryl so and my uh yeah my debut album will be coming out early fall so that's look right. out for the plain water daryl project that's right uh but the chats with people have been fun man it's been cool to yeah we've to, i think we've learned a lot yeah certainly learned a lot about mormonism we've had a lot of mormons on yeah i think that's been awesome yeah i know but, you love it I mean, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's definitely been uh, educational. 
yeah it my has. thoughts on the whole thing are like you know have definitely shifted my my sure. lens i got new sunglasses right and uh yeah it's been cool yeah, but. you're thinking about maybe going and checking it out so you can do this mission. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to see how old you can be to do this. Yeah. <laughs> can I still go on the mission? Just to do the mission. It's um, like a Mark Wahlberg movie. A 35-year-old yeah. man going on his Mormon mission. Yeah, and you have your 19-year-old your companions or whatever the fuck they call them. You're just down there in South America. Yeah doing the lord's work i'll tell you what it was a nice way to wrap up our uh our beach vacation though having you and savannah come out that was a lot of fun yeah it's nice to get to hang out there no doubt you guys conclude the trip it's a good spot some homies it's a good spot it's always nice to be out and uh the oregon know, coast man. look at look at the ocean for a little while the oregon coast a little bit different than those uh california beaches i grew up with that's for sure so indeed do it get out there do the thing. How can we pray for you? Anybody <laughs> out there, send us an email. Yeah, let us know how we can lift you up. Yeah, if we don't get any emails, we can't just start a Bible Buds retreat. Yeah, or just like, you can email us about anything. If you got a random question about like, I don't know, whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. We'll, I will address it. I don't care how ridiculous or disgenuine your question is. If you ask us a question or if you have a prayer request... It gets on the show, and we will address it. Yeah, Period. Least, I mean, at least at this at this time in the show. Right. And you'll like, get to be the first, maybe. Be the first. Be the Break first. Break the seal. Be the first. Be the first. It's our new, it's our new slogan. Be the first. Um, fuck. Do you have any sort of... Uh, any way to catch these people up about where... <clears throat> like where did we're getting I? in yeah because <laughs> i don't know did you go back and like read a chapter before i, I or anything? did not neither did i i did not so i mean yeah we're again it's sort of like early church stuff there's uh that dude steven was like pretty central steven to, got stoned and he got stoned <laughs> he got so stoned so here's the deal is like the early church is sort of ruffling feathers with with the the jewish community and you know there's some persecution happening uh, and one of the main persecutors is this this lad, Saul, from Tarsus, which I believe is modern-day Turkey. Um, and yeah, Saul is just like this dude who is persecuting, you know, people who belong to the way, this early movement of followers of Jesus Christ. And he's just like, he's throwing them in jail, like he's, on behalf of the Roman Empire. He is causing a ruckus in Jerusalem with the Jews. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking shit up. He does not like this uh, this Jesus business. He's not about it. Yeah. He is not here for it, as the kids would say. Um, is, that what, is that what the kids are saying? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Have you not heard that? I'm here for it. Oh, no. I've, oh, okay. I've heard that. I just didn't know it was the kids specifically. Dude, the first time I heard that, I, I was on a... I was on like a second date maybe with somebody and she was, she just kept saying like, yeah, but you know, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And I was just like, I'd never heard it before. And I was just like, what, you what here you for what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you? I was so genuinely confused. I just kept my mouth shut. Um, and was, was like, just like, uh -huh, trying to uh -huh. read, read into the context of like, why yeah. she keeps saying this. And I was like, I know you're here. You're next to me. I mean, I know where you are. Uh, anyways. So that's kind of where we jump in on chapter nine of Acts, and this is Saul's conversion. Yeah, which is a really like famous uh, part of the New Testament 
when this dude it's basically you know it's its own like has its own sort of mythic feel to it this dude who's persecuting the early he is the number one opponent of the movement and of jesus and while he's on his way to Damascus. Uh, Damascus, I love that they say this in ver- in like the second verse, um, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, I was like, oh, is that what <laughs> is that what they called? Because that sounds like that sounds like the name, like just the way, sounds like the name of like a shitty Netflix show for teens about some kind of weird, like cult type movement, you know, it's just called the way those Kirk Cameron movies. Yeah. What were those called? Left behind. behind. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Those were the one, the ones who got left behind were the ones who were not a part of the way. Yo, bonus episodes. We do commentary on those movies. Oh man. It's, it'd be so rough to watch them, but I'll do it. Um, (laughs) I don't want to twist your arm or anything. <laughs> I'll do it. So yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah, he's on. Ahead. He's on his. He's on the road to Damascus. This he gets blinded by this light. Just comes down, blinded fucks his shit up real bad, and says, "Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me?" And I love this where he says, "Who are you, Lord?" I was like, yeah. "You just said who, it's Lord. What do you mean?" But it's Jesus. Yeah. They don't know it's Jesus. And right. all, all the people he is with are just speechless. They're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. This light has come down from the, from the heavens and he's blinded. Yeah. Now he's a blind man. They have to carry him. Yeah. And to Damascus, he can't. He's blind. He's not eating anything. He's not drinking anything. And the Lord is just like. Yeah, you're going to go into the town. You will go into the town. And you will know what you're supposed to do. You will be told what you must do. Yeah. Some strong language there from from the old JC. Uh, Yeah. I was, was, uh, so reading this part, like, what do you take away from Saul's, like, seeing this light in the desert? Well, this is sort of, to me, it's like, I mean, there's a couple angles, right? One is like, it's, it's, again, it's sort of the classic, like, hero's journey, you know? He's doing he's doing some bad shit. He's doing some shit that he shouldn't be doing that does not align with, like, uh, you know, God's will for his life or whatever. And so then, through no uh, effort of his own, you know, something outside of him intervenes. And in this, this case, it's the light. By way of Jesus. Yeah. And then there's also this sort of symbolism of like, for he's blind for three days. You know, sort of like someone who I sort of remember who was like dead for three days and then rose again. Yeah. That's um, kind of, uh, yeah, what I took about it. Just but kind yeah, of- it's just like a very mythic story because it's like, this is the power. Uh, at least this is how it was always like told to me growing up is it's like, this is one of those stories that people go back to to talk about, like, the power of Jesus to, like, convert this man who was so anti-all-things-Christian now becomes, like, number one Christian because Jesus showed up and pl- blinded him and whatever. But to me, yeah. it very much is just, like, yeah, it's this, like, sort of classic mythic structure, hero's journey type shit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I do think it's interesting, though, and we'll get into this, that, like... 
Yeah, Saul's the number one persecutor of Christians. And then, yeah, I mean, like, he has this encounter with Jesus or whatever, but then he becomes, like, the number one preacher. And I feel like if I was an early Christian, I'd be like, yo, you can sit in the back. Well, You can sit in the back and listen yeah. for a while. We've been doing this for a minute <laughs> and fucking running from you well, so that yeah. we wouldn't get put in jail. Now you're being like, I run this shit? No, get out of here. Yeah, we'll definitely get into that because that causes some waves. You know, it doesn't just happen smoothly. But, yeah, I kind of had something similar noted about that and it just kind of seems like yeah saul's roaming through the desert and on this walk he maybe starts uh reflecting on like what he's doing like dealing with some inward conflict sure and uh you know just trying to maybe reevaluate what yeah, his he objectives had a where are he's like, why do i persecute followers yeah what Jesus? the fuck <laughs> am i doing and why am i leading these other people to do it with me but so, like, meanwhile, Ananias is, like, another... <laughs> Ananias. Ananias, him too. I like Ananias uh, better. Ananias. Ananias and Harad. <laughs> and Judas. <Hey>. And... <laughs> Ananias. Saul. <laughs> uh, so this dude's hanging in Damascus, and the Lord speaks to him and, like, lets him know, this dude, Saul, is there, and he's praying at this location. And you need, you need to go there because he's going to have this vision where you. this man named Ananias, yeah. you know, comes and puts his hands on him and, and restores his vision. And immediately this, he's like, basically what you were just saying, like, hey, I don't know if you knew this, but this is the, the man that is uh, persecuting yeah. um, you and all of your followers. Hey, Jesus, love you and all, but like that Saul dude sucks <laughs> with Jesus, a capital yeah. S. Jesus is like, nah, Saul is like the perfect instrument for me to carry my name before the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. So he does it and he, you know, heals his blindness and then Saul gets baptized and regains his strength. And, and Yo, then but there's he's also just this there. line where Jesus is like, I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Right. It's a little bit of foreshadowing there. It's not, it's not all roses yeah. for Saul. Once he gets his, his sight back, he's probably going to have to go through some shit for sure. Because he has to deal with all of the fallout of his previous actions and people not really knowing what he's about. And like, yeah, just not really trusting his new identity For sure. as, as this and man of God. Now he's going to be one of the people getting persecuted. You, he's not the only person persecuting Christians. He's just the number one dog, the bounty hunter right. of Christians. Now there's going to be other people who are going to be after him. You yeah. Know? And then so like he heads back to Jerusalem to, you know, to preach the good word. And, and people are just like confused about this, this flip flop and. The Jews are right. like Everyone's super like, baffled. Wait, that's all? Yeah. <laughs> and they're so fucking like confused and pissed off that they conspire to kill him. Yeah. Well, the Jews want to kill him, right? Right. Yeah. The, so cause that would be sort of interesting if the Christians were like sort of like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, the, I but the Jews. I, I wouldn't blame them. The Jews of Jerusalem who like, do not know. Yo, his guard's down. If case he flips back the other way, let's fucking murk him now yeah i mean they yeah. don't they don't really know they don't they don't know what happened in damascus right with him yeah, the, you know having this encounter the with jewish God. community is not down with uh with this saul conversion yeah so i mean so much <clears throat> so that it ends up that you know 
old Barney has to take Saul in front of the apostles and explain to them, you know, Saul's transformation. And then he's able to like continue on his journey through Jerusalem and then has this like right. this thing, you know, he's doing doing the good work, but the Greek Jews are also not having it. And they, they're like have a plot to kill him. Yep. Which uh I have a I have a King James moment. I don't know if you uh if you, you have anything noted it. here, but I thought this one was a was a cool one as far as the the Greeks, you know, plotting to to kill him. So we'll just kick it off from uh, chapter nine, verse twenty-seven, from the King the King James Metal version of the Bible. It's uh, <laughs> but, but Barney took him. <laughs> also, that's Barnabas. Barnabas. Barney. Barney. Good old Barney. Uh, Barney took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto that. He had seen the Lord in in the way, and then he had spoken to him, and he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus, and he was with them coming in and going out of Jerusalem, and he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the the Grecians, but they went about to slay him. (laughs) That's it. They're just like, they're they're going to slay slay you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there was another moment too, a sort of what the fuck moment for me where yeah when he does get uh when ananias does the placing of hands on blind saul it says immediately something like scales fell from saul's eyes and he could see again oh i was just like word uh word that's kind of metal what's what's did did king jim have anything you know i thought the niv i thought the niv version was sort of more metal than than king james sorry to say i did look it up and i was sort of like yeah, it's, it's kind of just same shit, but anyways. A spade isn't always a spade. No. Or something no. like, I don't know, I don't know. That's it. That's definitely <laughs> it. A spade isn't always a spade. Um, yeah. So, they, I mean, after that, they just decide that it's best if Saul just hangs out back in Turkey, where he's from. Yeah. Because he is just... Hey, bud. Uh, he's causing too really many Really stoked waves. for you. Really, really stoked to have you on our team. Yeah, we're here's, glad you're on the right path. Here's the deal. Uh, everyone fucking hates you. You can't be the spokesman here we're in Jerusalem. We're trying to love on you, and the way we're going to love on you is to tell you to go ahead and move along. I also thought that this section, um, verse 31, it kind of wraps up in in a weird fashion or just like another i don't know it wraps up with this really like this nugget of fear right because it's like you know all of a sudden now the church church throughout judea galilee samaria enjoys a time of peace and is strengthened uh and then it's like the next part's talking about how it's it's increasing in numbers because living in the fear of the lord and encouraged by the holy spirit increase in numbers that that was one of the first like seeds of doubt i feel like it, when i was religious was this concept of fear of the lord i just sort of like didn't get that at all until i started taking psychedelics and then i was like <laughs> oh i get it the fear <laughs> the fear it sort of is something like it's like you know um i know i've i've probably said this quote more than once on this podcast but I think it's Alan Watts who says uh, the mystic swims in the same waters that the schizophrenic drowns in. Yep. Yep. 
And I sort of feel like all this talk about fear of the Lord is, is sort of maybe something along those lines in terms of just like, this is not something to be like taken lightly. Uh, if you're going to like dive into these, like, you know, these spiritual depths, then, uh, buckle up and have some like respect some reverence for what is happening here because if you if you don't then it might just like fucking swallow you up yeah i agree with that but also old testament god you know like was he liked to slay old testament god was a slayer old testament god would strike you down he would burn your town he would turn you to fucking salt he just like he, you know he sort of was like that he liked it he's like he was like a He's like a little kid with a magnifying glass, just like, you know, burning ants. <laughs> That's Old Testament God. <laughs> Old Testament God is not about like love this and love that. He's like, yeah. follow these fucking commandments, you stupid idiots, or else. And I swear to God, if any of you puts anything, <laughs> I swear to myself, if anybody puts anything up anyone's butthole, <laughs> that town, that town is getting fucked on. It's toasted. It's toasted. Yeah, I I do think that you're you're right. And people you gotta you gotta realize if you're gonna dive into this that it's going to be like you're gonna reveal some things to yourself of you know, about your about your shit. You're gonna see some things that you don't necessarily like all all that much. Yeah. And you might encounter some things that you didn't really even know affected your psyche the shadow man the shadow is a scary place that's where the real work is done but uh it's not it's not fun like it's really scary to yeah. look at yourself and be like oh, that is in me and causing all of these issues or like whatever i don't know super rewarding though i think if you walk towards it instead of away from it yeah indeed but i highly recommend walking towards is difficult i think there's often like Dude, especially you, you, in this world that we live in today where you can just like this is something that i'm really trying to focus on right now that i sort of have time off and i like don't really have responsibilities is like i mean i'm still gonna have wasted days i know i will but I'm trying to just be like yeah i gotta i gotta not just like distract myself anytime i start to feel something you know I start to feel mm. existential dread around not having a job and not knowing what my next move is going to be or if, even if I want to work in a, a certain field or whatever. You know, anytime I start to feel bored, anytime I start to feel a little bit anxious about, like, instead of just, like, you know, numbing that with something, whether that would be, yeah, alcohol or weed or even just, like, oh, I'm going to watch a TV show or, like, I'm going to play words with friends for two hours straight on my phone or like, yeah, I'm going to just like be on Reddit for like, I, I'm just, I am anytime I'm doing that for the most part, I'm coming to realize like largely where I'm going to, yeah, scroll Instagram or whatever it is. I'm not on fucking Instagram because I'm genuinely interested in all this shit that I'm seeing. I mean, yeah, a little bit sometimes. And if I only went on once a day, then definitely. But I'm like, it's like just a habit now where I'm just doing that so I can disengage from the real world and just be somewhere else and be not in my body and not in my feelings and just like, yeah, like just shove it all down. But that doesn't get you anywhere. You know, something I've been reflecting on since I 
worked at this company for almost five years. Like I was like, fuck, I worked there longer than I went to college. Like did, and then I was just sort of like reflecting on, I guess, like my growth as a human. And I was like, did I grow as much in those five years as I did in those four years in college? Like maybe in some ways, but in a lot of ways, like, I don't know. It's hard, sort of hard to tell. Like when I sort of sit down, I'm like, did you, what like good, legit knowledge did you actually like acquire? What were you paying attention to that like you're going to carry with you that you didn't have before? And I think there's some stuff, a lot of it's like a little more subtle maybe. Uh, and obviously, you know, working at a job for five years is very different than going to college in lots of ways. But um, yeah, I did start to realize like, you know, in a lot of ways though, like I'm not that different. And a lot of that comes from like not engaging fully with reality and with my life. I do it when it's necessary, but like, I'm realizing like I need to do it more. It needs to be, my baseline should be that not distracting myself and like, yeah. Trying to like turn away from whatever. Fuck. Yeah. It's hard to do that though. Because shit is overwhelming and we have so many options to distract us. Yeah. And sometimes you just have days where you're just like, I don't want to feel bad today. Right. I just want to feel nothing or feel good, but I don't want to feel bad. But I think feeling bad isn't super important, you know? Yeah. For sure. It, I, I don't know. Anyway, you got to find the balance of like, of indulging in those distractions too, because they're not all... It's not all bad. No, like, I think sometimes it's well-deserved to, like, fucking kick your feet up. And it's healthy to, like, turn off for a little bit. Yeah. But it's not healthy to turn off for the majority of the day. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, sometimes it's, like, really beneficial for me to lock into a video game for, like, two to three hours. And just kind of escape the, uh... Yeah. The realities are just... I don't know. I just feel like my mind is moving, like doesn't really slow down often. I guess that's probably sure. like something I have to work on is like getting it, like finding calmer places there. And it's not like bad shit. I think it's mostly, it's mostly like ideas spinning in my head, but even sometimes that yeah, it's a little exhausting. Yeah. And I'm by no means a genius or anything, but it's just like, yo, like I don't need to like try to figure out how to start an eighth podcast right now so maybe we could fucking if we could just turn this off for a little bit i'll tell you what dan over here on the slow dipshit side uh it's not that much better so i mean that's i'm pretty <laughs> sure that's is the, always i'm greener. pretty sure that's the side i'm on <laughs> hopefully i'm somewhere in the middle if i can get somewhere in the middle that'd be great but I don't know. Just also like we've sp we've talked about before, just just any acknowledgement that you're even making those is, is like a big step in that. I think. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, <clears throat> I agree. I agree. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, interesting month, and I'm trying. I'm definitely trying to challenge myself to uh, to just step it up a little bit in terms of like some daily practices and carry over some of the good things that i think i've already built through quarantine like going for walks around my neighborhood and just being like those are super meditative and like mindful moments for me like a lot of times i'll be listening to a podcast and i'll turn it off because i'm just like i'm not even paying attention to this fucking podcast it's just noise in my ears 
I don't need anything. Like I'm just lost in thought and I just want to do that. Yeah. Do, do that around my neighborhood. For so sure. those are, those are good things that I need to continue that I think will help me can, you know, engage and, and hopefully this is a, this is an opportunity for me to grow as a person being unemployed for the first time since I graduated college. Yeah. I mean, I think too discipline has come up a lot in our talks with people and just like, I think having that is obviously like good for your, your productivity and, and probably your, your mental as a person. I think it's just good. You know? for, it can be good for your soul too. You know, it's good to have a little bit of structure so that when you break the structure, you know, you feel something from that. And it does seem like one of the extreme benefits of taking a religion seriously is having that sort of discipline and self-respect to just like, uh, yeah, to not just be in such like a scarcity mindset where you're just like more, more, more all the time. Yeah. You just need more. Just like, no, 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 no. Like you have enough and you don't need that third slice of pizza you don't need another beer right. you don't need fucking to buy a lawnmower today <laughs> you don't need all of these things like just be because the reality is and i was thinking about this when i was listening to that uh to david cho talking he's talking about how like he you know has all of this like six and this is not obviously not an old uh not a new story this is like lots of people have talked about this but yeah, had all of this success, uh, everything he could have ever wanted, so much money, you know, and he was just like, but I, no matter what, I just always wanted, I was never happy because happiness isn't, and like contentment with life has nothing to do with anything related to your circumstances. Like Victor Frankl talks about that in Man's Search for Meaning in terms of just like, if you know in those concentration camps the one thing that they could not take from him was his his mindset and his like the way that he wanted to be content with life and being alive and be grateful for being alive at all and obviously that's a super extreme example but it is sort of profound to think about that's powerful that, like, though like from that, that, is that the, perspective yeah and i mean i do think through like legit torture and stuff obviously you could probably can't take that away but um yeah life is just like i have to think about that sometimes for myself in terms of just like i have a lot of good stuff in my life that i really am grateful for and appreciate and when yeah when i'm unhappy sometimes i look i look to my life the circumstances of my life to be like oh well it must be because like i need a new job or it must be because like I have some credit card debt right now, or I, it must I need be to because, move or something. yeah, like I need to, something's not, yeah, something externally isn't right. And it's like, no, dude, if you're not happy, I mean, yeah, sometimes the external obviously is a factor, but if everything is like seemingly good and you're still not happy, it's pretty clear. Like the issue is you and your fucking lens. So you need to get some new glasses. For sure. Free plug for Warby Parker. Or, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fucking wish we had a Warby Parker sponsorship. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be killer. I do like those glasses, though, I will say. <laughs> I have found a few Warby Parker sunglasses. They're pretty great. Well, I'm glad that you got that free add-in for Warby Parker. Uh, I don't even know what I was going to say anymore. I don't know, um, dude. That was a long tangent. It was. I think also, though, like, what, like in regards to what you were saying, like that's, you know, that's part of the reason I'm trying to, when we're, when we're talking about structure and 
having some sense of breaking that structure. That's what I'm trying to like reel back in with, you know, my eating habits. Right. Like where six months ago, I'd be like, whoa, I'm going to go, I'm going to get some fast food today. Like I'm going to get some Taco Bell today or something like this is fucking wild. And now it's like, I'm going to get Wendy's for the third time this week. Right. <laughs> you know, right. And, it, and it's just like at a point where I'm like not really feeling bad about it because I don't have that. Str- I'm not breaking any sort of structure anymore. Right. This is just like my it's new- not a fun, naughty thing anymore. Yeah. It's a consistent thing that has become a new norm. And then like, yeah, yeah when like you- my body is adjusted to eating it. It yeah. doesn't make me feel terrible anymore. <laughs> you don't and- get the Taco Bell shits <laughs> at four in the morning. I don't think those are avoidable actually with Taco Bell. Not not to uh, clown on our we, other sponsor, we Taco love, Bell. We love you, Taco Bell. <laughs> we'll take Don't free, free gift cards, whatever you but need. But yeah, those Taco Bell shits can be pretty real. But yeah, that was a crazy tangent. Um, what I wanted to wrap that uh, that chapter up on, I mean, there there is... Yeah, we were talking about fear of the Lord, right? Got, That's how we got on yeah, that. Yeah, I think also that Saul's, Saul's story here, his hero's journey of like going from this terrible person to this more enlightened person who wants to do right in the world is a big reason why I think we have to like find a balance in like cancel culture. You know, like this is what we're talking about when, when there is no like rehabilitation for a person, when you don't like give them the opportunity to change. And, you know, I don't think that, like you were saying, I don't think necessarily like this person maybe shouldn't have been given maybe as much power as they thought they had to like go back to Jerusalem and start fucking, you know, shouting out this information sure. and, you know, not, he not expect new, any pushback. He was new to the movement yeah, and not, he should have taken some time to listen and learn. But uh, much like, you know, I think a lot of folks here in Portland who are white, who are newer to this to this uh, racial injustice movement um, and and seeking justice, like you know, it's been a long period for some people of like, dude, just gotta fucking. I have so much to absorb. I'm reading Malcolm X's autobiography right now. Fucking a, dude. Just like his story of being a kid in fucking Michigan and like Lansing, Michigan, and just how fucking racist this society is it's well, insane it's yeah, insane and, and just that they made him out to be such like this malicious version of martin luther king when when really he was he was trying to educate the his his people and you know and and he they, was pointing they, out a sickness in society that was very real yeah and they got scared and the authorities got scared of that shit because they saw that he was awakening people and he was spreading the words of this movement and they made it seem like it was this dangerous thing where it was just like no we're just trying to protect ourselves because you you aren't like creating justice for us out here yeah and also just sort of trying to frame that it's like like uh, Malcolm X was very anti-integrationist, right? And not saying that he was pro-segregation, but he was very anti-like black people just becoming white, like joining white America in that way. Because he was like, "That's not. It's a. It's a fucking lie. You're never gonna actually be able to do it." And then they end up just like looking down on you know poorer black people and 
Yeah, he was basically saying, like, we got to, like, stake our own claim and, like, be proud of, like, who we are as people and, like, sort of build our own thing. It's sort of sort of the only way. I mean, Malcolm X's dad was part of this whole, like, Marcus Garvey movement trying to get, you know, black people to go back to Africa and just being like, white America is never going to be for you. Uh, and that was a fucking, you know, that was 100 years ago and, like, shit. You got a so, lot of people that still say the, that type of shit. Yeah, for sure. So, but I think in the, in in a parallel way, um, yeah, like if you want to be, uh, if you want to be like doing, you know, part of the way, whatever that means for you, that sort of means you're not going to get to fully integrate with like normal life, if that makes sense, you know, like you have to sort of like, yeah, you're going to have to sort of like claim your own identity that's like oh you're still in the world but you're not like you're not just like a a karen you know right um yeah man i just think saul's story is is an interesting it's only just getting started it's an interesting look at like like i don't know just the cancel culture thing and like especially I, i don't think it's all bad i just think when when we talk about things and maybe like bringing up things that someone said 20 years ago doesn't really like right especially if that person like since then has proven to be like a completely different person like yeah, i do I think would... that that's a little silly because like on the flip side you know you've got like a kevin spacey where you're sort of like maybe yeah maybe he's canceled like maybe he maybe he doesn't really get or <laughs> if he does get a second chance he has a lot of fucking legwork to do you know like people who are like serious abusers like that again i still don't i still think that like everyone you know should have a chance to change or whatever but like that doesn't mean that you deserve forgiveness from all the people that you hurt no it it doesn't doesn't mean that like uh yeah and it means that like your redemption story is gonna be fucking gnarly just like saul's was like you're gonna have to get blinded by some shit you're gonna have to like rebuild yourself from the ground up because you're it's hard to change on that level, you know? And, yeah. And a lot of people, and probably including myself, aren't going to give you that respect until, like, you've shown that, you know, that you have changed or that you have accepted that you need to change. Right. Not just, like, serve the time. Right. But, like... Yeah, some real evidence that, like, you want to be different and want to be a better person whatever that means for sure it's uh but it's all yeah i don't know it's a it's a tricky situation to to fucking figure it all out but um yeah fucking saul man fucking saul fucking saul all right yeah so now you know we get into this other Sort of Ananias type name, but it's not a Aeneas. 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 And Dorcas. Aeneas and Dorcas. Or old Tabitha. Yeah. I I think it's so interesting that all these people, it's like, well, his name is Simon. Oh, we're going to talk about that. he's called Peter. We're going to fucking talk about that. Her name is Dorcas, but she's called Tabitha. Yeah, I'm just like, like, I don't know. This story is just like Peter does some major healing, like one on a, like a paralytic and one, and then he like raises this woman from the dead. 
This woman, yeah. Dorcas. Yeah. Who's like apparently like a great woman, good woman of God. And then he, I don't know, he resurrects her. I don't really take away much from this section. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to, I feel like it's, <clears throat> you know, it's sort of just like, yeah, it's sort of just like, you know, the power of Jesus is like still, still around. He's still healing. He's still healing. Um, like, even though he's gone, you know, the healing right. power is still there. The word for, of for God is fucking transformation, resurrecting people. The, the, the opportunity for transformation still exists. I think where this story really ended up fucking itself later down the line, that's a real... I should work on my language being not so aggressive, but... Um, for who? Anyway, just in general, <laughs> I think there's no need for me to frame yeah. it that way. Uh, we no, could probably I think get a lot of different where, sponsorships for this show if this, we cleaned up our language. Yeah, this is. Uh, I don't think whatever. <laughs> but um, have you seen our logo? Like, come on. Um, no, I think where Christianity sort of ends up shooting itself on the foot is like I do think what is trying to be communicated here is that yeah, Jesus is not needed to be physically present for healing transformation to take place. And in this place, in this case, in the story, it's represented physically, even though what we're talking about is not physical, right? That's not the way that this shit works. It's not what this is about. But when you are reading the Bible more literally, it's really easy to look back on this and be like, cool. So why are people not still being raised from the dead with the power of Jesus then? If that was a shit that was just like happening all the time. That any any Simon right. named Peter could fucking do, you know. Obviously, those people were like very close to Jesus, but I'm just saying, like, it's sort of like, uh, you know, that was another like early seed of doubt for me, where I was sort of like, that doesn't add up. No one no. does that. No one's seen that since. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's more just supposed to just, you know, represent that the, that the spirit is still alive. The inner and healing it can be carried through other people. Raising the dead from within. Um, and then we get into chapter 10 with Cornelius. And Cornelius, Cornelius you know, he's a, like good, a dude. good dude. He's a good seems dude. Like His family good are good dude. people. This is another part, though, uh, that mentions that he's a God-following and God-fearing man. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I think those are probably some of the moments in the Bible that probably get, like, really grossly distorted and uh, maybe exploit some shit as far as just like pounding this fear of God right. in a real negative way. Yeah. Where and like it does, you're it scared feels very... of this man in the sky that's going to judge you and fucking strike you down for every yeah. sin that you commit. And when the, I feel like the talk, <clears throat> excuse me, the talk of being like God fearing as incredibly virtuous sort of sets the stage for like ultra authoritarian authoritarianism yeah you know because it's just like and you could see now why powers would like look at that and be like ooh, if we can make all the people god-fearing they will also be king-fearing they will also be emperor-fearing right and uh that's good we want that so i guess i, I don't know yeah i guess that makes sense for them including it in the book then so they can set yeah you know i do think that there's a sort of deeper yeah mystical understanding of that term god-fearing but again i do think it yeah it was sort of grossly misappropriated um and i wonder what the sort of original like what that means in like greek which is what this i think was originally written in i just would be curious to know like god-fearing 
what that was all about. Anyways. Yeah. So Neil, old Neil, Neilius, he, he has a fucking vision. This angel comes to him. Or Neil. And uh, he's like, you got to send men to Joppa and go get Peter. You need him here. It's Hopa. Hopa? No, I don't know. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck, man? <laughs> it's not cool, man. I'm stoned. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. So he's a, he has this vision, and he sends these men on their way the following day. And while this is happening, Peter's up on the roof of his house by the water, and these men are on their way to him. And this is the point, right? Right when it talks about him being on the house, and then he's like, and then I'm hungry, and I was about to make a sandwich, but while the food was preparing, I had this crazy fucking trance that I fell into, and I was just like, yo, Peter's on some mushrooms today. Yeah. Peter's praying on top of a roof of his house. Peter's hungry, but then forgets that he's making food. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then realizes, not maybe not even forgets that he's making food, but realizes he can't make food because food doesn't make sense right now. No. And then these fucking sheets fall from the like descend from the sky and he has this full-on vision full vision of all these like, large four-legged sheep. animals yeah one large sheet with being let down by its four corners contains all of these animals yeah and then and then at the end of this he he hears a voice that says get up peter kill and eat and then you and got peter's like no food's not for me right now yeah chapter chapter 10 verse 14 surely not lord peter replied I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Clap back. God's <laughs> got some sass. And this happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. What's cool, though, is the, we'll, that we'll see later is like Peter's uh, ultimate understanding of this vision so going back to your, your shit about cancel culture. I love this, dude. When it, it's just, he's just like, yeah, like... I've I learned now that like ultimately anything can be made clean by God. So like I got to stop I got to stop like looking at these gentiles with such disdain because you know they're just all they're a part of the thing too. Yeah. I'll tell you when I when I started in on this section, I was just like uh Peter's going to go fucking do another miracle like all right, here's another yeah. Yeah, this. Yeah. But yeah, the way that this section ties into the later sections of this chapter, like I was like, "Well, this this is like one of my favorite." You're about it parts that we've come across it in, since like starting sure diving into this, and it definitely. Uh, this is also some good storytelling here. This is like right. from you know straight from that Netflix series, The Way. Um, <laughs> so a, a reason that that some of the kids are getting locked into this is because of stories like this, where it's like, look, this one dude over here has this vision of like, you need to go send for this person who you've never heard of before. And as that is happening, you know, Peter's having this crazy vision and then comes down from the roof and someone's like, Hey, uh, God told this random dude over here named <laughs> Neilius to uh to come and get you and Peter's like no way cuz God told me that someone named Cornelius was going to like come and send for me so that's crazy yeah and then they they head that way man they fucking they go back and um and Peter and uh his brothers a couple uh, some other folks from uh from Jopa, from Hopa, come along with him. 
and he he stands he stands before these people and then uh verse 28 he said to them you are well aware that it is against our law for a jew to associate with a gentile or visit him but god has shown me that i should not call any man impure or unclean so when i was sent for i came without raising any objection may I ask why you sent for me and i don't know we could probably read a lot of this but cornelius kind of responds with the vision that he had right and at that point then peter just kind of goes on this rant and having this awareness that there's like um verse 34 then peter began to speak i now realize how true it is that god does not show favoritism but accepts men from every nation who fear him and do what is right and he's yeah. speaking all this shit just pretty much saying that like yo all of you are you know seem like you are men of god too and you are you know trying to live out god's will and while this is happening they're all being filled with the holy spirit all of mm -hmm. these gentiles and and the other the other brothers are kind of like tripping out trying to figure out what's they're like whoa all these people are being filled with the holy spirit who are not the chosen people and kind of all having this realization together mm -hmm. that it does not matter like where you came from we're all children of god right right and and yeah and can be sort of like reformed or saved and again this is sort of where like christianity gets a little because like sort of towards the end of peter's uh little rant here you know he's talking about he's like you know we all know the story of jesus and how he was from nazareth and the whole crucifixion and raising from the dead and whatnot and he was a real good dude and we really liked him a lot so we started this this goofy thing we're calling the way <laughs> and um, <laughs> and then at the end though he's like you know I call this episode um, he says all the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name and that sort of becomes like a really central idea then in christianity of like you can be saved you can be forgiven for your sins for all the bad shit that you've done um just by like believing in the name of jesus christ you know that he is god or whatever but that's such like a that's just such a lame like watered down version of i think what's actually trying to be communicated here by peter you know that's sort of the like that's the bite that's the first grade bible school version but i feel like a lot of christianity like struggles to get past that and it's, it's really just fuck, all about dude. like we're really bad people we all sin we all think impure things and we blah 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 we're all bad we're full of sin it's sort of i think it's a sort of like calvinistic approach to christianity and then yeah and it's like and you need forgiveness you need to be forgiven and i just don't think i think the point is less emphasis on the forgiveness and more emphasis on the fact that just like everyone's just out here like fucking broken so don't judge each other try to love each other and like remember that like yeah anybody you know if they if they lean into it if they follow if they stretch you know follow after christ hard enough or whatever like they might be able to find it for themselves or whatever for sure it uh, also really ignores that this is all just like a complete fucking dice roll of where you're born and, you know, what your traditions and culture ends up being. For sure, you which know? is why I think it's such a 
it's a way deeper sentiment of this is the love everyone message right, right. and they're speaking i think the intent behind what peter is speaking is probably much broader than just this narrow version of narrow vision of like we need to all believe that jesus christ is the ultimate lord and savior like i think it's something a little bit maybe but it also no, it's clearly right. but then clearly we're on on the other side of that like he is planting the seeds of like a totally different christianity For that sure. gets really hung up on this idea of like you got to pray for forgiveness for your fucking every dipshit move you've ever made and sort of like yeah i do like though that what he is also kind of preaching here though and recognizing is that there's more than one way to get to the thing there's more than one way up the mountain there's right more than one way to tap into the to the divine right and and the forgiveness is ultimately about uh it's not so that you can like ruminate on all of the bad things that you've done wrong and atone for them though sometimes you might need to but it's more about like yeah it's time to like let it go and move the fuck on because doesn't serve you anymore yeah carrying around that shit is super super damaging you know i yeah. don't know that's gotta, definitely gotta, like something i i personally struggle with i'm sure a lot of people do but gotta be easy on yourself which is really fucking hard because like yeah i'm my own worst critic and i get i think i think more probably negative things about myself than positive things on a moment-to-moment basis yeah. Like on and definitely a daily basis, I'm sure. Like if you counted the number of negative thoughts about myself versus the positive ones, we're probably talking about like, you know, yeah, maybe a hundred to one, thousand to one? I don't know. For sure, man. It's a lot. Yeah. It's uh it's heavy. I think too, it's just like as you get older learning how to free yourself of certain relationships that you've had you know allowing yourself to be free of things and knowing that you can still carry like a place for people certain people and still want good things for them but like understanding that it's okay for the for you to not let them take up so much space right in your shit and not feeling bad about that yeah. I think that's like something I've had to learn like Nothing super hard with for sure. with like romantic relationships especially like right. for for people that I genuinely had a good thing with that like ultimately just didn't work out for whatever reason and I sure. don't have any like ill will towards those people but yeah there's it there's be a, hard to let it go fully and move yeah, on. Yeah. I think it's not even it's 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 not only like a hard to let go thing in that sense it's also uh like you don't know if you want to like how much you want to reveal about your own happiness to those people you can like in sure. fear that they're maybe they're not you right. know doing well or something like that right so there's like and you, i don't know you have to like free yourself of that responsibility mm-hmm. at a certain point i think and uh that that has like given much more room to breathe and shit and like released a lot of burdens for, for sure for me personally like once i can get to that point with those things or anything i guess yeah i just feel like we only have so much like fucking 
space, so much like mental space and space in our heart and all this shit. And I feel like that's why, like, you know, <sighs> Scoobies. That's why uh, <laughs> slowing down and like doing less sometimes and like some of the unlearning and things like that, like, is so important so that you can actually see th- shit clearly. Because you just get get so clogged up with this modern life. There's just so much fucking useless information around us constantly. And it's so easy to just go swim in that and be like, ah, like, but yeah, ultimately Fuck, dude, it doesn't yeah. do anything for you. Yeah. I think that's a really hard part. You know, it's like the the beautiful thing of like the internet age is that as an artist or a creative is that you get to like, you can put your thing out into the world, right? With no, no gatekeeper. You know, you have right. that opportunity. But then so does everyone else. And so does everyone else, which also I think is a great thing. Um, but I think the hard thing is like when you're, you know, when you're talking about simplifying, the hard thing about being a creative in that world, I think, is that you have to take on these responsibilities of of trying to navigate all these different social platforms. And that's like the type of shit that like... You know, this is like a, a lot of unnecessary bullshit. Like a For lot sure. that can just it like takes cloud. Up a lot of mental space. Yeah, it can cloud your shit, and so like in that sense, it can be a negative thing because you're like trying to figure out how to how to let people know that your thing is out in the world or whatever. Right. And, right. Uh, yeah, I think that that stuff can be like very draining to the process and whatnot. So, lots of distractions, Daryl. I think we keep hammering that home. There's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of ways to fog up the lens. And I th- and you mentioned it in one of these really early episodes is like sometimes like the depression and the anxiety just comes from it being foggy. It's like there's just too much shit and you got to figure out how to simplify. Right. You know, because you just can't see the like simple beauty of life anymore. Right. You know, can't and when see you the lose, good things yeah, when in you front lose of you. that, then. Yeah, you just start to get fucking confused of like, why am I out here? Yeah. What the fuck am I doing out here, you know? And why do I care that I misspelled something on that Instagram story? <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just comes back to like, your lens is so foggy that you can't see the kingdom of heaven right in front of you. Right. It's like this really, yeah, I mean, it's such a it's such a weird fucking catch-22 with life that like, the and we just talked about this with like Siddhartha, right? Like that story of him. Ultimately, it's until he. It's not until he basically strips everything away, and is just left with like the simplest teacher ever, which is the river. You know that he like finally finds the enlightenment that he was looking for. Um, and yeah, I think life. It's like it's kind of a fucked up cosmic joke that like we're all sort of caught up in this rat race, and that ultimately the only thing we need is nothing. You know, we just need like to just be fully present. And then that's like, that's how you, that's how you get happy. That's how you like feel like your life has a purpose or whatever. It's not, it's within you. It's not out there. So you're carrying it around all the fucking time with you and you're, but you're constantly searching for it elsewhere. It's crazy. You're just seeking yourself. Yeah. It's interesting too, that there's people that, you know, that live amongst us in this world that do do it completely different. And they prove that that is true. Like maybe like, like monks. Sure. You know, you look at that like from 
our point of view as an American with all of these options of things to do fucking for, you know, three different food delivery apps and shit. And you see someone like doing the monk thing and it's just like, why, what? Like, why would you do that? You yeah. Know? Do you know who Thomas Merton is? I don't. He's like this, uh, Ryan Sharp brought him up. He's like this pretty famous, like monk who sort of sought to like figure out some of the parallels between like Christianity and Judaism. And so he like, he was a, he was a Catholic, I think. And he like went to Asia to become, you know, to stay at a Buddhist monastery, to be a monk or, and then he did some other Christian monk nonsense. I don't know. He, he was sort of a rebel though. He's sort of like a Richard Ward type, maybe a little bit sharper of an edge, like, like Ryan Sharper. Yeah, I guess. But, but yeah, basically the story goes that like he was, that's uh, really unnecessary. I'm yeah, sorry. That's okay. You, you're <laughs> still really happy about it. So yeah. if it brings you joy, then that's yeah. great. Um, Sometimes you just got to tell the joke for yourself, you know? I do that all the time. Yeah. Ruby has to deal with that a lot. Yeah, so does Savannah. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> um, no, so the story is that, like, yeah, Tom Smerton goes to be, like, you know, a, like, contemplative monk or whatever. So you're supposed to just sort of, like, because you just, like, sit around. It's sort of like classic monk shit. Like, you just, like, walk around and sit around. And you just, like, think about things, whatever. And, uh, yeah, I guess he, like, called out the monastery and was like, you guys aren't fucking, you guys aren't like monks. You're just introverts. Like nobody likes, you guys suck. Nobody like, you don't need to be doing this. No one's doing this for real. You're just like, you don't like people and you don't want to fucking talk to people. That's why you're here. No, none of you have figured anything out. I love that. I love that story of him just being like, yeah, nah, you're not, you're not monks. You're just fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's super funny. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Just no credit given to them at all. I'm sure there were some, some, there's always some real ones, but there's always some people who are like, um, yeah, I don't know. There's something in that sort of search, right? Where again, you're, you're searching externally. So it's like, it's like at first you go because you want to be a monk. And then eventually like maybe some people are just like, trying to convince themselves that they still want to be a monk you know and i think a lot of life is like that where you're like you sort of pick this path and then you're just like do i want to do this still like now you're just like well now i want to want to be a monk like you know like so you're like one step further removed from the thing that you even want and you're just like i think you can sort of dig yourself down some kind of weird rabbit hole or turtles all the way down type situation with that. Yeah. And you just got to like, that's when you got to just like strip it away. And it's like, no, you got to want to be just whatever you are in this moment. Just want to be that and lean into that. Don't want to be something different. Like that's not, you're just, that line is just going to be forever. You're never going to get it. You're never going to reach it. Cause then even when you do get, you know, like, you know, you've been a monk for a silent monk for five years and you're sort of just like, I don't know. I don't feel that different. <laughs> like, fuck. Now what? Now you're now all like, I gotta, now uncomfortable I gotta, around people and shit. Yeah. You're like, now I got to like not eat for a year. Like that's the next level. I just exist on rocks and water. Like, I don't know. I just think that like, if you're looking for it outside of yourself, then like you already, you're already off the path. 
I mean, maybe that's part of your path in terms of getting you on the path eventually, but it's like, that is not, that is not the way. That is not what we are about here at the way, at the way, <laughs> what we are about <laughs> is, is the inward journey. That's where it's at. You know, that's going to be the fucking name of our retreat, dude. Our annual retreat is going to be called the way, the way <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get that band on. From the first or second episode. Fishers of Men. Fishers of Men. We're going to get them to come out out to the fucking thing. Um, so, yeah, man. Back to Axe, though. I mean, after after Peter goes on this, this rant and everything, um, and everybody's filled with the Holy Spirit, he like just feels like he has no other choice. He feels ordered to, you know, baptize all these people and... Uh, yeah, because the big difference here is, like, for the first time, the Holy Spirit, like, pours into even the Gentiles. Even the Gentiles. So even the, like, the total, the, the fucking Trump supporters of their time, the people who you're like, there's no hope. There's no hope for them. They're never going to fucking, even the, even they got filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> even the MAGA people got filled with the Holy Spirits. Um, but then after that, you know, Peter has to go and explain all of this to, you know, to the apostles and the brothers throughout Judea because they, they don't really understand what's going on. Like, why are you? Yeah. They're like, whoa, Peter, Peter why are you Peter, hanging Peter. out with, uh, these folks? What are you doing with these Gentiles? Why are you, right. even, why are you even in the same room as them? Let alone you're baptizing these people. Yeah. Peter, I think you need to cool it on the mushrooms a little bit. <laughs> I think they might have fried your brain, bud. I think bud. this one love shit's gone to your head, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Can we stick to the core plan here, Peter? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're just like, yeah, why would you do that? So and, yeah, then Peter uh, has to explain himself. Yeah. And he just explains to them basically what happened and what he recognized there. and He goes back through his vision, right? Yeah. And, and he explains that, like, I understand now what this, what this vision meant. Right. And, uh, so he, he gives them all that information. And then meanwhile, you know, meanwhile, back in Anta in, in Antioch, the old church in Antioch, that's right. where, that's where Saul's heading out. Yep. Yeah. To these Christians. And before that, Peter was basically just like, Jesus, you know, the Holy Spirit's for everyone, y'all. Yeah. Not not just the Jewish folks. It's a big moment, I think. Yeah. Hopefully. Anybody anybody can have it if they want. It's probably it. something, you know, a lot of people should re-examine that, uh, that identify as, uh, as Christian. Right. Maybe well, check see, into uh, what, this what, section. What they're at, but the way that they read that is they're like, that's right. Anybody can have it. And then you got to basically just be boilerplate white American Christian. <laughs> There's no other way. You can right. have it if you're exactly like me. Right. But if you're different, if you're, you know, like part of the LGBTQ community, if you're like, whatever it is, if you're not like, normal white american person then it's like oh well not you that not until you like you got to get over on this side of the fence first and then you can have the holy spirit they really fucked it up they did they did you gotta quit playing with your dinghy and then you can have the holy spirit (laughs) 
Cool. So yeah, the church in in Antioch. Antioch. Sure. Antioch. In in in. Yeah, Antioch. Cool. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's where pretty much where Barney ends up. You love Barney, dude. Bar- I mean, he goes to he goes into Turkey looking for Saul, and then he finds him. He brings him out to Antioch, you know. And for the whole year, they're just fucking teaching these Christians. They're just they are steeped in in the holy of holies. That's um, also the the funny like the I don't know, man just seems often overlooked too that the christians aren't even the original people <laughs> like they're not right they're the gentiles right they are the Gen- <laughs> i know it's a it's sort of uh i mean in a way it's really sad right because again like the shit is so when you boil it down it's so simple and the solution to all your spiritual problems is like incredibly simple it's just that, like, we are such complicated fucking creatures that we make it. We're like, okay, so ultimately I need to get there, which is really just where you already are. But in your mind, you're like, I have to do all of this shit first in order to get there. And then if you do get to where you think is there or whatever the fuck that means, then you're basically like, well, other people have to, like, you know, take all the same steps. And st- which sort of goes back to that idea of like getting in line where it's like, yeah, some people are going to cut the line and that's going to make you really upset. If you feel like you've been waiting in that line forever, some people are just going to pop up right up front and it's, and that's sort of fine, you know? Um, cause yeah, ultimately there's nothing, the same. there's just nothing that you need to like, there's nothing that you're supposed to be doing necessarily other than just like being fully present. Yeah, you certainly don't need to be uh, expecting others to be falling into some sort of line well, yeah, themselves. Yeah, whatever bullshit either. notion that you have of like how life is supposed to be lived, as if you fucking know. And if you feel like you've hit some point of enlightenment, that's great, you know. And you can maybe hope that people reach something similar for themselves. But if they don't, it's okay, and you can't like. Yeah, you can't push that upon them. You got to be the light on the hill. All the all the enlightened masters are basically just like, yeah, everyone has to find their own. Everyone's got is going to have to do it themselves. You know? Even the gentiles. <laughs> Especially the gentiles. The way. Come join us in the way. <laughs> um Well, that's great, Daryl. I'd like to, you know, have everybody pray for you that you uh you land somewhere, you land in the, you know, the right spot for yourself with the job situation. Well, thank you. You know, I think you're going to be great. You obviously, you know, it's nice that you weren't fired. So you yeah. can still have a great positive reference. That's right. That's com- really, I was so know? worried about that. Oh my God. And, um, if not, I'll be a reference. I'll <laughs> say, I, yeah, I was a supervisor there at learning, learning.com. <laughs> No, uh, so no. I'll tell you what, no. he uh I have he great. sold so much education we had to let him go. We don't even have any more product. <laughs> it's all out the door. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> but um yeah. 
I uh, I pray that someone sends us an email. Yeah, I'd like to pray my, for that. That's my number one, I think. Um, and you know what? I just want to say thank you to uh, the Lord of the Way that we had a sort of cool, kind of cloudy, slightly rainy day here in Portland. I needed that. I needed a day that was not fucking 85 plus degrees. I just, I, it feels so good. Um, yeah, it was interesting waking up to it like pouring rain this morning. Yes, very hard. I was not prepared for it, but it was nice. Like walking out of the, I was like, whoa, it's raining and this is kind of, this is kind of dope. Um, I saw someone make uh, a silly Facebook post about that earlier. Like that's how you know when you're at, a true Pacific Northwesterner where you've really leaned into it when you appreciate a day like that in the middle of summer instead of oh bitch about God. it. Oh no. Yeah. It was the best. I was like, Ooh, I like this. Yeah. Uh, though my, so my cat, Subi, who likes to go outside quite a bit. Um, she recently the last like month or so since it's been like hot and nice out and long nights, or short nights, she wants to just like sleep outside. And then we let her in in the morning. She eats her food, lounges around, goes back outside, whatever. Well, last night I knew it was supposed to rain. And I was like, Subi, fucking get your ass inside. And she was just like, brown, 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 brown. So this morning I finally get her to come inside. And I've never seen it, looked like she crawled out of a lake <laughs> she was so sopping wet and even when i dried her off with the towel she was doing all these funny like walking around the kitchen and then she would like put a leg out and shake it super fucking hard like i just should i never seen her do before because she was so wet and then i go upstairs and i'm chilling in my bed i decided to start watching west wing this morning for some reason because i was like that's supposed to be a good show i don't know <laughs> So I'm watching West Wing and I'm like, damn, Rob Lowe's like really young in this, but like he doesn't look that much older. He's really aged well. And this fucking wet cat is trying to like get up on my white sheets that I just watched. And I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I laid down a towel. I was like, this is your zone. And if you try to step outside your zone, I will smite you like fucking Old Testament God style. I will smite you. (laughs) Don't even play with me. Don't Anyways. get them going. Don't get them going. Um, well, pray for everybody out we'll there. Pray for all of all those the things. Love. We'll pray for rain, too. Yeah, all the love going out to, to all you listening, you know. Really uh, try to try to keep a simple lens or something like that. Clear or something. <laughs> and don't forget to kingdom smoke. Of, kingdom of heaven, y'all. Yes. Don't Some... forget to smoke and uh, pray and love. And to not be a racist. Yeah. And all the links will be in the episode notes to follow along with us. And then uh, send that email. Yeah. After you sent that email, you go ahead and you bless up. I Yeah. Also, I just, you know, if you don't send the email, if, if the hopes are for the, the eight people that listen to this <laughs> weekly, that we're just going to stop doing it because we're not getting emails. I don't care. 25 episodes almost into this thing. I don't care. No emails. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you think we're going to DM s- would be tight though. Yeah. <laughs> Something slide into the, bu- the Bible buds DM. Maybe leave us a review. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Also. Yeah. Do that. Subscribe. Put your, put your prayer requests in the review. Dude, that would be so sick. If people put prayer requests in the review, that yeah. would be amazing. Two I think birds that with would one be, stone. That would be pretty next level. So 
put a prayer request. Also, even if you don't care, I just think that that would be a very funny thing to fill up the iTunes reviews with. Yeah. It's just random prayer requests. Yeah. I would, Real or fake. I would like that. They're all welcomed. Be creative. Amen. Amen. Welcome to the, welcome to the way, y'all. <laughs> Day one. Next week on the way. Oh, just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the way, dude. That was so outside was the way. way. To fucking do something. Um, all right. We're, I think we're done. <laughs> I think we're done here. I think we've had enough. They've had